From Hanover, New Hampshire, I'm Lee Coffin, Dartmouth's Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid, and this is the Admissions Beat. And I am a host with laryngitis, so bear with me as I frog my way through this episode, but um, that's what happens when you talk for a living. Sometimes your voice says, I'm taking the day off. So we are coming into the holiday season and we passed Halloween and all the mischief. And this week in the United States is Thanksgiving when families gather around for a turkey centric feast uh, and relatives farm wide gather at grandma's house as often as not. And conversations break out. And when there's a high school senior in the house, inevitably those conversations turn towards, so how's your college search going? Dot, dot, dot. And we thought we'd have an episode to help our friends navigate those curious relatives. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Those well-intentioned relatives (laughs) who tiptoe into the conversation about college at a moment when the senior probably wants to talk about anything But so when we come back, navigating Thanksgiving dinner with curious relatives, we'll see you in a minute. In my view, what Thanksgiving meal would be complete without my pals, Jen Simons and Matt Hyde, returning for their innumerable appearance on Admission Beat, Jen Simons the director of Bright Horizons College Coach. Hello, Jen. Hi, Lee. Good to see you. Yeah, back. this is like your third or fourth time. So you're you're almost the recurring guest, like on the Hollywood Squares, where like, and <laughs> Phyllis Diller in the upper square. <laughs> that hits a little too close to home, but I'll take it. Thanks. There you go. And Matthew Hyde is the Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid at Trinity College. Hi, Matt. Nice to see you. Happy Thanksgiving, Lee. And Jen, you are an absolute star. Oh, yeah. So as we think about Thanksgiving dinner, here's my first question. Who has a trickier task? The person cooking the turkey or the senior in high school who is the turkey? I see what you did there. I like that. (laughs) I like that. The turkey is the target. Yeah. Unless they get pardoned by the president. (laughs) You know, when I was thinking about who should join me in this conversation, the (laughs) two of you came to mind because you both play off each other really well. But Jen is one of those guests that can go off in any direction with, with a moment's notice. So I thought this is what this is Thanksgiving dinner. Like, let's see what um, what happens. But so when I when I pitch the title to both of you, what comes to mind right out of the gate? So I, I will always say this. I firmly believe that the college admissions process is going to, if you are open to it, teach you lessons that you can use later in your life. 
So I think this is certainly not going to be the last difficult Thanksgiving you'll have, <laughs> assuming it's difficult, right? Um, there are going to be a lot of questions. Fast forward to when you're a senior in college and the questions become, do you have a job? What are you doing next? I promise you, you might not feel that way right now, but it is going to feel a lot more loaded in four years from now. I'm going to even fast forward a little further and the questions are going to be, when are you and your partner going to get married? I might be the person. I'm going to be very likely the person that's going to be asking that question because I'm really nosy. So, so when are you tying the knot? When's the first baby coming? You know, so I think that what you need to do is look at this as a way to perfect kind of uh, elevator speech slash mind your own business in the nicest <laughs> way possible. Like, Go into this experience prepared with your boundaries, not necessarily barriers, but boundaries so that you can protect, if that's what you want, the way you're feeling and your sort of personal you know, life and not share too much. And I think that it depends on obviously who's asking you the question. But I do think it's a very good idea not to overshare um, because you don't know what kind of news you're going to get. And if you are disappointed, it sort of stinks to be sharing bad news, whereas you could always tell someone good news. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that it's helpful to sort of have your, you know, an idea of what you want to say before you go into dinner. So this is an opportunity to develop boundary setting skills for nosy Aunt Jen showing up <laughs> at your house, pinching your cheek and interrogating you. Oh, so, 100%. 100%. So Matt, if Jen is the nosy aunt, you are the kind kind of chill uncle sitting on the sofa saying, hey, let's watch a football game. So like, what's your, what's your take on the meal that's unfolding and the conversations that are happening? Well, one, I love Thanksgiving. In my mind, it's about family, friends, fun, and gluttony, <laughs> um, which, you know, I, I am a sinner from time to time and, and very gluttonous. So I love, I love this holiday. Um, but I acknowledge it creates really strange moments and it asks a lot of a 16, 17, 18 year old to deploy a diplomatic voice and presence. Um, you know, we like to think that those, you know, sweet, fun uncles um, are leading with care and love for you when they're asking that question. Or are they asking for their daughter who wants to know what their cousin's up to and is trying to sort of weasel their way into sort of some good info and intel? You just don't know. And, you know, I really appreciate Jen's response. Um, you know, be prepared for that question and, and, and don't don't be the deer in headlights. Um, you know, you can't, in my mind, uh, respond to a, a, a beloved uh, family member and say none of your business. Um, but you can find your diplomatic voice. This whole experience of searching for and applying to college is about finding your voice. Yeah. And here's a moment for you to use it. Um, but understand that these relatives are coming, hopefully, with care and with love. But quite honestly, I think they're trying to fill airtime and don't know what else to ask you. Um, and, and that could be part of it. Well, it's true. It is sort of the default question you ask a high school senior, especially when you know college is the next step. It, it's the icebreaker question. It's like, so what's happening? What's going on? How's your college search going? But what, as we tee this up, I, I'm hoping listeners don't say, oh God, I wasn't even thinking about Thanksgiving being stressful. And here the three of us are saying, get ready, kiddo. Um, but what, like, let's set the scene. So family is coming together. You haven't seen people in a while, perhaps. And 
the so how's it going question unfolds like what are the nature of the questions that might pop that a senior should be expecting or thinking about how do I want to answer that I, I think that the relatives that you haven't seen in a long time are going to just dive right in with so where did you apply when do you hear what's your first choice if they're knowledgeable which I think most people now in this day and age feel that by reading the times or the journal or you know they have a, a sense of what's going on um you know did you apply early decision early action like what's your strategy you know that type of thing or the flip side of that they might have very antiquated information so you know they might ask you did you apply to my alma mater and um you know they're no I'm just going to call on Trinity because we have two um you know representatives here um you know Lee's experience applying to Trinity um from high school was very different from what a student's experience would be now and so um I just I actually, I'm sorry, I want to talk almost more to the parents than the students, if that's okay, too. So sure. I, I just want, like, or the parents or the adults, I should say, um, I want them to, to remember first and foremost that their experience was different. We've talked about that a lot on this show, um, but I think they're going to come right out of the gate and say, where did you apply? why, you know, what do you think your chances are? At least that's what I would say if I was not being. No, I think that is the logical question. It's like, where, where, are you, where have you been looking? Where have you apply? And I think, you know, you mentioned early decision. And I think that's maybe the stickiest topic for a student in late November, because early decision candidates, early action candidates have filed an application. There's no response yet. And so you're in this limbo between I've made an application, I don't have a response yet. I don't really want to have a, a a second opinion on whether that was a wise choice or not, or whether I get in or not. But that's sort of the peril, I think, of that early question. Did you apply somewhere early? And you say, yes. And the next question is, oh, where? And then, the, and then that invites an, a comment. I, my, I watched my niece go through this a few years ago where the question came, she gave the answer and her other uncle said, oh, you could have done better than that. And I thought, oh, my, can I jump over the table and smack you? Because it totally set my knees off on a twirl <laughs> around, did I make a mistake? And then I had to spend, you know, pass the cranberry, not throw it at him and kind of get her back on track around. You made a really informed decision about what felt right to you as your next step. Own it and don't let other uncle get in your head when the decision's already been made. I would argue this is a cool time for you to to turn what could be a, a awkward, stressful response into a worthwhile moment for you. You know, rather than reply to, here's where I applied early decision, here's what I'm excited about when I'm looking at these colleges mm -hmm. and why. You know, it's a way for you to begin to articulate what was it about these, you know, two, three, four institutions that got you all fired up. And, and just use that moment. And, and that could add some clarity as you're trying to decipher, well, which ones am I really excited about? So mm -hmm. I think you could harvest that moment and make it worthwhile as opposed to being stressful. I need to respond to you. You don't owe that aunt or uncle a thing. You know, you can say, I'm excited about these colleges. I'm looking forward to what's to come. And you leave it at that. Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't end there, though? What if someone says, oh, tell me more about where you're playing? I like the idea of flipping it yeah. and focusing on what you learned during the discovery part and how the list. So if you didn't apply early, 
this is still an open question. I mean, you've got deadlines coming, you haven't hit them yet. So, you know, that may be an invitation to say back to family, well, my list is shaping up to be eight to 10 places. These are still in contention. Do you know anything about them? You know, kind of invite them to offer soft feedback. Answer a question with a question. I mean, in the end, people asking you questions oftentimes want to talk about themselves anyway. (laughs) So I think you can turn it right back at them and then, you know, you're scot-free. Can I just add one thing to um, what Matt just said, though? I think also in addition to um, sort of trying to flip the switch a little bit, and and like you said, Lee, everybody loves to talk about themselves. One of the things I still love to talk about is how different the application process is from when I applied or you you applied. And so if you want to turn it around and say, do you remember where you applied? I bet you didn't apply early decision. It wasn't as popular then from what I understand. I 100% agree with Matt, people want to talk about themselves. And I think the admissions process has changed so much that it's actually, it can be an interesting general topic of conversation that shifts the focus away from you to something instead of, let's say, politics, which nobody should be talking about right now at the Thanksgiving table because you, you'll lose your appetite. But um, I think that that's <laughs> another strategy. Yeah. Well, how about like seniors who are still applying? So the huge number of people who don't go somewhere early, they're still pondering the final list, the question of affordability. They're still working on essays. Maybe they have to schedule some interviews. Are those areas of conversation that could be useful? I I think they could be. I mean, as a senior in high school right now, you are, if you're going to college next year, you're 285 days away from college. So, you know, a little bit of a little bit of um, stress inducing questions, you know, might be good for you to kick, kick it, kick it up a gear and realize like, wait, I do need to start thinking about these things, you know, acknowledge it's none of their business. But if it creates a moment for you where you can have some airtime and begin to articulate what you're looking for and what you're excited about game on. I mean, you know, I think young people, they don't need more adults in this whole experience, but they can benefit from their guidance. I mean, I'm hoping that your family knows you better than you think. So Mm -hmm. as you're thinking through how you're going to capture yourself in the confines of a common application, maybe they can be helpful. Mm -hmm. So if it's a trusted sort of dear friend or or family member, you know, use them as a sounding board, you know, you know, share some thoughts on on what you're beginning to think to to write about and and get that feedback, you know, use that moment. Yeah, I, I think that's a fabulous idea. So sort of, and I tell students to do that at the beginning of the process, like, how would you describe me if you had to describe me in three words? That's a, that, the three words is a question on the, you know, University of Southern California application, like have them help you with your homework. And just from the most practical standpoint, the Thanksgiving weekend is often a time for students yeah. to hunker down because they don't generally have homework, hopefully, from school. It's a nice break time. And it's not like December break where, you know, it, the pressure's really on because those apps that you haven't, you know, utilized yet are, are due on January 1st, presumably. So um, I think that you could actually turn it around, um, like Matt had said, and say, you know, I have a couple more essays to do. And, you know, I have to write about a really meaningful moment in my life. Like, what would you write about? Or or what do you remember from taking me to the zoo when I was a kid? Or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. How cute was I? How awesome was I as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great because you're you're interviewing them yeah. about the narrative you're, you, you might construct. You're not saying write it for me, but you're mm-hmm. saying here are some of the questions like, Dartmouth said, celebrate my nerdy side. Like, what might that look like? 
Or if you, you know, I think it's actually a really good conversation starter. Like, you know, how would you answer the question, you know, Uncle Lee, like, do you think you're a nerd? Like, or which question would you answer? These are my choices. I have, you know, these choices from these colleges and I, which one would you answer? How would you answer that question? Yeah. And you're deflecting, but you're also getting some, you know, good yeah. ideas potentially. Yeah. Well, I love that. Like, it, it's honestly like own the moment, like just acknowledge yeah. that people are asking me questions. You know, you can say, listen, I'm going to spend 15 minutes either at the dinner table or during cocktail hour, and I'm going to own the room and say, all right, everybody, here's my deal. Yeah, I'm applying to college. Here's what I'm excited about. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Here's what I learned about myself. Um, and here's what I'm thinking about in this moment. Could use your help and support um, and sort of don't, like take the power away from them where they're not going to ambush you. Just own it and, and corral that moment, um, you know, at, at a certain space. And then I think you're, again, in, in good shape and don't have to worry about it down the line. Oh, and I don't, you know, Matt, it's so interesting because there's nothing inherently wrong with talking about colleges or asking about colleges. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we talk about all the time. But the truth is, is that you have to be cautious again, like not to be a pessimist, but you don't know yet where you're going to get accepted. Certainly if you've applied to places, you know, that have acceptance rates like Trinity's, like Dartmouth, you know, where you're, you're chances are just as good, you know, or bad as anyone else's. And so you, the self-preservation doesn't come from a place of, you know, a lot of kids want to talk about where they've applied. A lot of kids want to talk about this process. This is a really big deal. And I'm, we're not saying this to minimize it. We're saying it for some protection. So when they call you or your parents later and say, oh, you know, did Jen get into Dartmouth? No, no, she didn't. You know, it's just, it's like, protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I like the idea of using the family gathering as an informational huddle almost. To, <laughs> like that, you know, yeah. To uh it's football weekend, so I kind of went there. But <laughs> yeah, informational huddle to say, okay, like let's think about the story I'm trying to tell. And I've got a few essays, I've got an interview coming up, and I'm thinking I'd like to highlight X, Y, and Z. Discuss. And see how that goes, because it's you, know, you get feedback from teachers and counselors. Uh, parents, I think, are more in this day to day than other relatives. But you might have cousins who are broadly in your age group who are a year behind or a year or two ahead. Who's like, oh, I was there. Let me be reassuring. So cousins who might already be in college, um, this is your role to to kind of jump in with your cousin who's a senior and say, here's my two cents from the other side of this journey and it's been great uh don't worry so much uh everybody pass the potatoes and let's get back to <laughs> to other topics um jen i want to go back to something you said a minute ago which is off the topic of um navigating curious relatives but it's thanksgiving themed which is you have a window of time to work on the application and i think that was a really good piece of news you could use for students looking ahead to the January 1st deadline. And, you know, the week between Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, there's a lot going on. And writing that last set of essays or short responses might not be what you would like to be doing, but this weekend might be a good time to say, let's let's get organized and, and start drafting some things a month before it's due. Is that... 
Oh, absolutely. And the the other mm. thing is, is that if you have applied early action or early decision, those deadlines have passed um, with enough time in between the beginning of November and Thanksgiving for you to catch your breath a little bit. You know, I'm tempted to go back with my students on November 2nd and say, oh, well, we got all the EA and EDs, you know, out. Let's start writing more. And they're like, go away. Well, they probably like go away from me anyway. But like, they're like, do not talk to me. I need a break. And you've had really enough of a break and the ability to go back to your schoolwork and sit down with your own thoughts during Thanksgiving. Additionally, if you fast forward to that, you know, winter vacation, Christmas week, if you have gotten some not great news, you're not going to be in the mood to write more essays. I'm not saying you have to, during that Christmas week, you're going to be sad potentially, you know, like I think that while you still have the ball is still ostensibly in your court using that Thanksgiving time, um, as a time to write essays is going to feel a lot better. You're going to be so relieved and then you can actually enjoy yourself or do whatever you have to do over Christmas break to regroup. You know, there, there's some energy that can be sort of, again, harvested from this gathering. Um, it's a friendly audience in, in most cases. It is like a friendly think. audience, yeah. You know, they, they care about you and they're rooting for you. So, you know, draw confidence from that for sure. Um but also, you know, bask in the glow of it in the in the next couple of days. And to, to Jen's point, you know, harness that to think deeply about who you are, who you are in your family, in your community, and then put pen to paper. You might be surprised about what what that that sort of experience over the course of the Thanksgiving holiday inspires. Yeah, that's right. And how about parents? Like, what should mm-hmm. so you're the parent of a senior? Um, you're sitting at the table right next to them. What's what's mom dad role? I would say deflect and protect. Deflect um, and protect, be linebackers. Yeah, no, I mean, it depends on the energy of my child. If, if he were, she were fired up to say, I can't wait to articulate w- what I'm looking at and where I, why I'm excited about these places. And I've had, felt like they had a really healthy, thoughtful college search, you know, game on. I, and I, I wouldn't deflect and protect. But if I had, you know, a nervous, anxious, you know, being in my house, um, I would pull my soon-to-be guests aside and say, listen, we will share information when we're ready to share it mm-hmm. for now. Let's, let's talk about other things. Yeah. I think that's a, actually a really interesting um, topic. Like, you know, you like you've got a senior who's been preoccupied, nervous, distracted, and a parent could say to the other relatives before the event even starts, let's this kind of off topic. Like, let's not ask her him what's going on and if she brings it up hooray um if it doesn't come up let's not go there and now that i've worked on the other side of things i feel like it's more likely to be the student Mm -hmm. saying to the relatives just do me a favor don't talk to my mother about where I've applied to school. So funny. Really anxious. Or it's the it's one parent saying that about the other parent. You know what? Can we not talk about, you know, this process because my spouse is going to blow a gasket when they realize how much money, you know, we've already spent in application fees or whatever it is. I feel like the the parents have so much skin in this game that they're the ones often that feel like they're being judged when people opine on where their, you know, child should or shouldn't apply or, you know, whatever. So I don't know, like I, sometimes the kids need to protect the parents. Yeah. Um, uh, Thanksgiving, 
coincides with a late moment on the admissions calendar where the discovery and application phase is winding down, the work is ramping up. And, you know, students, whether you're in a big family gathering, you're on your own with, you know, your mom or your grandma and, um, or you're just having a conversation with a teacher, this question of, so what's, how's your search going animates the latter part of the fall. Yeah. I think you just decide what kind of energy you want to have around this. Yeah. You know, are, do you want to share your hopefulness and excitement or do you want to be guarded and, and say, this is a personal experience that, that I'm treasuring on my own. Um, thanks for your interest, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah. That's hard to do. It is hard to do, but you know, these are emerging young adults that need to get comfortable sort of articulating what you're feeling. Um, and, and again, you don't know, you don't owe anybody any response if you don't want to give it. Well, you know, um, a, f- a friend has a high school senior and she, he told me that, you know, one of the hardest things about senior year is social media. Oh, yeah. So that's a different kind of Thanksgiving table where it's this ongoing conversation swirling around you where people post things and comment on things and share and keeping your focus off of that at this moment when you're trying to keep your own kind of counsel. That's hard yeah. too. In a way that, you know, 10 years ago was much less so. Yeah. But I'm wondering what questions would we want asked of these young people at yeah. this cool moment? And, you know, there's some fun ones that, that I think, you know, maybe that's the opportunity for, again, if, 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 if the college applicant wants to deflect, you know, say, listen, I appreciate that question, but here's the one I'm actually going to answer, you know, whether it's, you know, what bloopers happened in your college search, you know, what, what, what were the funny parts? Like, you know, there's humor here, there's fun, there's exploration, there's an adventure that you can talk about. It doesn't have to be about what the outcome is going to be. I think that the one good thing about social media now, because I, I poke in every once in a while, as you see kids on Instagram um, doing the equivalent of, you know, when they would post their rejection, their physical, like back in the day, kids would like hang up their rejection letters, like at a spot, at least in my high school, you know, you could come in and put your rejection letters up. When they get over the trauma and I and I don't say that lightly I do think it is traumatic to to not get what you've pined for for a long time um it is nice to see kids being open and honest and sharing where they did and didn't get accepted and um it's not just about the victories it seems I mean you certainly have a lot of kids opening those positive decisions and those things but I've seen lots of videos where they show you know I got denied from this place and this was my GPA and this you know like so it's it's just more it's more realistic but I I absolutely agree with Matt that reframing the question as a student like here's the question, here's what I want to tell you is very important. And then as an adult in this situation, maybe taking the focus off of college and to things like, not what do you want to be when you grow up, but how can I help you in my professional capacity? If I have one, would you like to shadow me? Would you like to do a mock interview with me? Um, Would you like to spend an hour, you know, talking to people in my place of work? So you know what it is that I do, like you can shift the focus as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. Because I think the seniors I know every year are preoccupied with what might happen, what might not happen. And sometimes reassurance is valuable. It's a word I use a lot on this pod around, you know, I give advice to be reassuring about the college admission side of this, but family 
um, neighbors, peers, can also be reassuring to the seniors they know um, as this late November, December moment plays out and there's you know, finals and papers and essays and maybe an SAT to sit for. And you've got all this stuff going on with people saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And that's where I think it will reappear in the spring after decisions are released. And there's going to be a lot of interest in where'd you get in? Where are you going to go? What are you thinking? But that's later. But this is a, this is the setup to that. Like you have to give some thought to what places stay on the list or leave the list. Um, how do you tell your story? How do I have an interview? Um, and, you know, that feels uncomfortable for a lot of students who have not sat down with a stranger and had to have a conversation about me with you. We don't know each other. So like talking those things through, I think is really helpful too, because for almost all the adults in any of these settings, you've had a job interview of some kind and, you know, you've had to sit with someone and answer questions that help this new person make an assessment of you. And that's, that's a good skill as well. I think it's also very helpful, um, again, as an adult to focus on not what you think the end result is going to be, i.e. getting accepted or, you know, deferred or denied from, from a college. But, um, you know, in my experience, there's like a real lull in January, February, and March on the students end of things. And, um, you know, I'm not saying you should tell them, okay, so now you can focus on your studies or something like, you know, like that, but sort of what's next? What are you going to do um, to take care of yourself, to um, protect your heart or, you know, whatever it is while you're waiting for decisions to come? Um, is there something that you haven't had the time to do while you were filling out all these applications? What's going to take the place of that? Do you want to read a book that you've been putting off just for fun or you know, do you want to just have four hours of uninterrupted video playing that your parent, you know, video game playing that your parents will allow you to do? What's the, what's going to replace, you're going to have more time, I guess is what I'm saying, than you've had in August, September, October, November. What is going to bring you joy to distract you um, also from the news that awaits? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, found time. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of young people, um, when they have that found time, they don't invest it as wisely as they could or should, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the devices that sort of consume them, the social media that, that sort of, they think inspires and influences them, um, becomes the, the easy go-to, you know, how can we encourage, you know, this population to have it form in different ways, because they're going to be beautifully served a year from now when they know how to use that quiet time really well. Um, and, and again, I think it begins with that self-care um, and knowing that um, it, you have a role to play in deciding how you feel and how you engage. Um, so I love the idea of habit forming in a very positive way. Um, and, and again, claiming that time um, for the good, not just sort of falling back into old habits. Um, and maybe that's a, a New Year's and a resolution to come. Um, as they're thinking about if I do have this extra two or three or four hours a week, what am I doing with it? How am I investing it? Am I doing it for my own good, for my own sort of self-preservation? Am I doing it to, to serve others um, and to engage more deep in my community? Or am I watching Netflix? 
which I mean, you could be talking to me too, Matt, right? I know, like, yeah. you know, like, I feel like this is not just students. This is like, you know, I, I right. have a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, I think, you know, in the spirit of the holiday that's approaching too, holidays can also be timeouts. Yeah. Um, you know, they're celebrations, they commemorate things. This one, among the many holidays in the United States, is ecumenical like you know everybody kind of pauses on this one it doesn't have a overtly religious subtext to it and that time out i think is valuable and and to give yourself permission to as a senior in high school say i've been busy i'm i'm gonna chill and that includes back to the dinner um saying like man just let's talk about the football game that's about to happen i you know i i want to I need a headspace clear. That's a brave thing to be able to own and do. And no one's going to push back on that. I'm going to be really corny. Just one last thing and say, this is also a holiday. If you celebrate it for giving thanks and being grateful. And um, I think it's really meaningful to noodle that a little bit. And, you know, if you are applying to college, wherever that college is, you are in a position of privilege and you should think about the things that um, you're grateful for in your life and also the things that you're proud of about yourself. I think that, and you know, your family, your friends, whatever, whatever the case may be, I think that it's very, very important during this difficult process to reflect on what's good and not, you know, try not to worry um, or focus on the things that are really challenging because you've been in that space for a long time. So especially because this is Thanksgiving, find some gratitude within yourself. Yeah. Well, I love that, Jen. That that wasn't corny. And I don't no, corny at all. No. Well, it made me think to take a moment and thank a teacher. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> give, give thanks to because to me, you know, teachers are the unsung heroes of the college admission process. They write those letters. They tell great stories. <clears throat> They've guided you through the courses that create the grades in your transcript. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, just go up to a couple of them and say, thank you, Mrs. Jones, for introducing me to biology or whatever it is. And Lee, Lee, who, would, who would you thank if you think about your teachers in your day? Who, who would um, you go back and thank? I, so if you're listening, Ms. Avensky, <laughs> uh, Joan Avensky was my ninth grade English teacher at Shelton High School. She left. Uh, I lost track of her. I don't know where she might be in the world. She was a youngish teacher. But I would thank her for being the first person to recognize my talent as a writer. And I, I you know, as a skinny, nerdy 14-year-old sitting in her class, um, she kind of puffed me up and said, young man, you are a beautiful writer. And I'm, I I remain really thankful for that jolt of confidence and something I didn't even know I was good at. And all these years later, I've been looking for her to say that to her. So maybe she, someone hears it says, Joan Avensky. Oh my God. Um, I'd also thank my um, drama club um director gary scarpa who i know lessons occasionally so hey gary uh for <laughs> teaching me how to be on a stage and owning it and you know i didn't know then that drama club was going to turn me into the hammy dean of admission but i i'm thankful for, <laughs> it did <laughs> it did but the art of public speaking 
of being able to communicate yeah. in that setting that isn't always natural for people. But I think, you know, reflecting on that is a really interesting way of, of reframing the holiday that, that Jen brought us to. So um, gratitude matters. And, and we were in the mix of our reader training um, a week and a bit ago. And I asked my teammates on the admissions committee, what are we looking for? What do we want? And we're not looking for, you know, a, a minus is in algebra two and, and A's in this. We're, we're looking for a series of, of, of attributes mm-hmm. um, about young people and, and gratitude came up. Um, and, you know, those, you know, emerging young adults that are comfortable, you know, having gratitude and being thankful and expressing that um, it's, it's unfortunately rare, um, but we're looking for it. There's no doubt about it. So get comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, grateful people are humble. Yeah. Often you, know, you have some yeah. humility and those are all the qualities we're talking about. Thankfulness, gratitude, humility, yeah. nice qualities and applicants. That sounds like you bring it, like help us see that <laughs> so that, you know, your storytelling shows us that sweet person. And then uh, go bake a pie. Like that's a skill set that um, is always fun to learn. And um, I, that's my other secret kind of Thanksgiving thing. I, I Every year I, I experiment with a new type of pie and they're pretty good. My sister used to joke that I, my pies were full of twigs, but because they're, they lean, they, they lean <laughs> a little more organic than not. But they, they weren't really twigs, but they weren't syrupy, sugary pies. Yeah. That were kind of, what are you making this year, Lee? I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. Um, TBD. TBD. I have to get through um, a bunch more files that I'm reading right now. But um, well, Matt and Jen, thanks again for joining me on Admission B for this um, Thanksgiving themed uh, admission topic and um, for the wisdom you shared with our listeners and families as they come in and out of gatherings big and small uh, or they're sitting somewhere outside the U.S. and they're like, what the hell is Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's just Thursday here. And um, and happy Thursday to those of you for whom that's. Um, but for those of you um, in the U.S., I hope your long weekend is restful and full of laughs and some good food and not too much turkey. I, I think the act of cooking a turkey is the most painful thing I ever do in the kitchen. So I'm not really... <laughs> Uh, I don't look forward to that part. But anyway, Jen, Matt, thank you. Thank you, Lee. That was fun. We'll be back next week for another edition of Admission Beat. For now, I'm Lee Coffin from Dartmouth College. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.